So I wanted to talk about this quote by the Buddha. I have talked about thoughts before, really. Um, and I want to revisit it just because I needed to revisit it myself just to really understand the significance of, of the quote. And I'll use the example of happiness uh, uh, to start off with. Um, and just say that you have wanted a gift like an iPad or a new phone. Uh, and when you receive that gift, you, you feel uh, happiness. But happiness is not a property of the phone or the computer or any other object. The happiness that you feel is... is um, generated from within. Similarly, any sadness that you feel, any suffering that you feel, cannot really truly be ascribed to an object or a person. In the knowledge, happiness comes from within. Sadness also comes from within. Now, these emotions will arise, and it's perfectly human for uh, these emotions to arise and these thoughts to arise. But what we have the option at every given moment is really whether we want to give our attention to these thoughts. So I just really wanted to talk about thoughts. Uh, I've read a lot of books about thoughts, and I, I, I think back to my, my very first thoughts, and thoughts I used to have at primary school and so on. And there are certain thoughts that, from your early childhood, you, you will remember. And I, I think the, these, these are relevant. Um, but thoughts develop uh, in parallel with the development of language. Without the development of speech, you don't really have the development of thoughts. When you first um, I, I, I don't know if uh, many of you will have memories of watching your thoughts when, when you were a child just uh, seeing how they arose, just how they arose, just playfully. Um, sometimes you could follow the stream back to the original thought or, or see where it, it led you or, or try and control the stream into a happy stream. Sometimes it leads you into a, a, a not so happy stream. But over time, thoughts uh, acquire a certain momentum of their own. They develop an autopilot which develops uh, almost unrecognised until it's often too late. Um, and these thoughts are constantly arising. Everyone who starts off in meditation, they get perturbed when they sit down and they're silent and they pay attention 
for the first time they're aware of just the huge density of thoughts that are arising. Now, if you watch your thoughts, and you can ask uh, anyone who's taught meditation or practiced meditation for any length of time, the thoughts, the constant bubble of thoughts that arise, not the solid thoughts, but the constant bubbling of thoughts that arises from the subconscious, it's nonsense. It's completely incoherent. It may be connected with current events. It's just completely random. Now, you have several layers of mind, really, and the intellectual mind grasps, grasps one of these, these thoughts that are arising and, and makes a story out of it. And this can happen, does happen, in modern day life. It happens very much, I'm proof myself, but it happens with everyone. Uh, these thoughts are arising, and we create a story out of these thoughts. Now, another thing happens to reinforce the power of thoughts over time. And over time, thoughts recruit body sensations. And these are called emotions. If you analyse emotions, emotions are really Thoughts with an overlay of a body sensation, usually felt in the chest or the abdomen, and you have all experienced this. And this gives it so much power if it goes unrecognised. And I think this is really what the Buddha is referring to. You need to be aware of the thoughts, and really, if you really want to dissect it down, just any thought that this morning may not be the time to do, especially if you're going to work, but any thought that bothers you, that keeps coming back, just sit with it. Don't push it away, don't try to analyse why you're having the thought, just sit with it. See, uh, uh, when I'm referring to these, these thoughts that bother, often it'll be accompanied with emotional feeling, but you see how this, these thoughts and emotions are really just uh, an amalgamation of the two, and you can actually give your attention to either and analyse them all in, in separation. Now, firstly, is the thought that you're having, we'll break these down, the thoughts and the, uh, the sensations that comprise the emotions, the thoughts that you're having, do they refer to a past event? And if they do, then why? What is the point? Uh, it's serving no purpose. It's taking you away, as I always say, from the peace of the present moment. Is the thought directed towards an anxiety about the future or, or uh, a worry about the future? And if so, 
surely recent events have taught us all that nobody can predict the future. And to project um, a, a future in, in thought is just, again, taking you away from the present moment, really. So, and, and these thoughts uh, are referring to, to the past or the future. They have no basis in reality anymore. They're just thoughts in your imagination. We know how much thoughts can be clouded by our, our own thinking and our own mind and two people's perceptions of a conversation can be entirely different. Um, so that's thought. The, the second thing you can do when you're just sitting, allowing just things to be without analysing, without pushing away, without uh, trying to uh, create a story out of it, just sitting with it and just see, just go to the heart of the body sensation. Now, the sensation you're feeling in the chest or the abdomen, when you analyse them on your own, do they have any power? Do they have any power without the overlay of thoughts? Now, if you answer that sincerely, you'll recognise that they are just, they're just felt as vibrations within the body. They don't have any inherent power. Similarly, the thoughts don't have any reality. So these emotions, to give your attention to it and, and many of us many of us are addicted to this kind of thinking but you can direct your attention elsewhere and meditation teaches us uh, how helpful it is to just watch your thoughts arise and, and when this pervades your your day-to-day -day life, you find that you are more responsive in situations rather than reactive. So, over the next uh, few minutes, I just want you to just sit with thoughts. and recognise that the thoughts are arising on a backdrop. Whatever thoughts are arising, just allow them to be. Don't follow the train of thoughts. quality of thoughts, the density of thoughts, might change. But the backdrop, the canvas on which the thoughts arise, that never changes. And that's where you need to rest your attention. To the heart of awareness.
to be aware that you're the one that's aware of the thoughts. To be aware of being aware. Which is the essence of meditation. It's the easiest and most familiar practice. It's not even a practice, we do it unknowingly. But that inherent peace of being present, of being now, in the now, is always available. basics of my meditation practice, if you want to break it down, to get oneself into that place of presence, you simply ask yourself the question, am I aware, and go directly to the experience of being aware, and stay there for as long as you can. Thoughts will arise, but try and stay in that place of awareness. And if you find that it's getting too much, just simply ask yourself, to whom are these thoughts arising? That will temporarily quieten the mind. And when the thoughts return, they'll never come back with the same, the same power. And this meditation, if you want to call it a meditation, is actually the most familiar experience to us. But we just overlook it. But stay there as much as you can during the day. And the inherent peace of your beingness will, will become unveiled. So, just bring your attention back now to, to the environment around you, becoming more alert, always aware, just be aware of being aware. Until tomorrow, thank you for watching.